Welcome to Stories of Terra. My name is Ravenhood, and I'm just a humble storyteller and narrator. Narrator? <laughs> Here to draw y'all into the vast world of Terra by Riot Games. The League of Legends community has crafted an incredible universe filled with justice-dispensing pauldron wearers that can spin to win. Remember, Q, Auto, E, Ignite... Justice! Who didn't say this wasn't educational? Each week we're gonna jump into Riot Games universe and narrate something from the world of Terra. This week's story is a bit longer, so we're just gonna be doing Garen, the might of Demacia. But hey, I can tell you next week we're gonna meet the boy and his yeti, Nunu and Willop. And now, for Garen, the might of Demacia. This kingdom and its people have given me everything. What kind of man would I be if I gave any less in return? As always, you guys can find the stuff that I'm reading, but since I'm reading it, you don't have to read it on the League of Legends universe site. And here goes for his little vignette. A proud and noble soldier, Garen fights at the head of the dauntless vanguard. He's popular among his fellows and respected well enough by his enemies, not least as a scion of the prestigious crown guard family, entrusted with defending Demacia and its ideals. Clad in magic-resistant armor and bearing a mighty broadsword, Garen stands ready to confront mages and sorcerers on the field of battle in a veritable whirlwind of righteous steel. All right, and now for Garen's biography. Born into the noble Crown Guard family, along with his younger sister Lux, Garen knew from an early age that he would be expected to defend the throne of Demacia with his life. His father, Piter, was a decorated military officer, while his aunt, Tiana, was sword captain of the elite Dauntless Vanguard, and both were recognized and greatly respected by King Jarvan III. It was assumed that Garen would eventually come to serve the king's son in the same manner. The kingdom of Demacia had risen from the ashes of the Rune Wars, and the centuries afterward were plagued with further conflict and strife. One of Garen's uncles, a ranger knight in the Damasian military, told young Garen and Lux his tales of venturing outside the kingdom's walls to protect its people from the dangers of the world beyond. He warned them that, one day, something would undoubtedly end this time of relative peace, whether it be rogue mages, creatures of the abyss, or some other unimaginable horror yet to come. As if to confirm those fears, their uncle was killed in the line of duty by a mage before Garen turned 11. Garen saw the pain that this brought to his family, the fear in his young sister's eyes. He knew then, for certain, that magic was the first and greatest peril that Demacia faced, and he vowed never to let it within their walls. Only by following their founding ideals and displaying their unshakable pride could the kingdom be kept safe? At the age of 12, Garen left the Crown Guard home in High Silvermere to join the military. 
As a squire, his days and nights were consumed by training in the study of war, honing his body and mind into a weapon as strong and true as Demacian steel. It was then that he first met young Jarvan IV, the prince whom, as king, he would one day serve, among the other recruits, and the two became inseparable. In the years that followed, Garen earned his place in the shield wall as a warrior of Demacia. He quickly gained a fearsome reputation on the battlefield. By the time he was 18, he had served with honor in campaigns along the Freljordian borders, played a key role in purging fetid cultists from the Silent Forest, and fought alongside the valiant defenders of White Rock. King Jarvan III himself summons Garin's battalion back to the great city of Demacia, honoring them before the royal court and the Hall of Valor. Tiana Crownguard, recently elevated to the role of High Marshal, singled out her nephew in particular and recommended him for the trials necessary to join the ranks of the Dauntless Vanguard. Garin returned home in preparation and was greeted warmly by Lux and his parents, as well as the common people living on his family's estate. Though he was pleased to see his sister growing into an intelligent, capable young woman, something about her had changed. He'd noticed it whenever he visited, but now Garen wrestled with a real and gnawing suspicion that Lux possessed magical powers. Though he never let himself entertain the idea for long, the thought of a crown guard being capable of the same forbidden sorceries that had slain their uncle was too unbearable to confront. Naturally, through courage and skill, Garen won his place among the vanguard. With his proud family and his good friend the prince looking on, he took his oaths before the throne. Lux and her mother spent much more time in the capital, in service to the king as well as the humble order of the Illuminators. Yet Garen tried to keep his distance as much as possible. Though he loved his sister more than anything else in the world, some small part of him had a hard time getting close to her and he tried not to think about what he would force to do if his suspicions were ever confirmed. Instead, he threw himself into his duties, fighting and training twice as hard as he had before. When the new sword captain of the Dauntless Vanguard fell in battle, Garen found himself put forward for command by his fellow warriors, and the nomination was unopposed. To this day, he stands resolute in the defense of his homeland against all foes. Far more than Demacia's most formidable soldier, he is the very embodiment of all the greatest and most noble ideas upon which it was founded. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now for the featured story under Garen, The Might of Demacia. This one is entitled, The Soldier and the Hag. The old woman pulled the rope taut, 
around the Damasian soldier's throat. He'd attempted to speak, which was forbidden by the rules she had laid out. One more infraction and she'd have the right to slice the head from his shoulders and use his widow-peaked helm as a chamber pot. Until then, she could only tighten her grip, hope, and watch as the tendrils of memory leaked from his head into hers. Of course, she could just decapitate him whenever she wished, but that wouldn't be proper. Much could be said of the gray-skinned seer, but no one could say she didn't live by a code, by a set of rules, and without rules, where would the world be? In disarray, that's where. Simple as that. Until he broke those rules, she would sit here, siphoning away everything he had, his joy, his memories, his identity, until she was done with him. And then, slice, chamber pot. A voice screamed out in pain somewhere near the entrance of her cave. One of her sentinels, no doubt. Then another scream. And another. Tonight was shaping up to be very interesting. She could tell he was an unyielding fellow by the persistent slamming of his heavy boots onto the wet cave floor, announcing his long approach. When the echoing steps finally fell silent, a handsome, broad-shouldered man stared at her from across the cavern. The look of grim determination on his face illuminated by the den's dim torches. Rivulets of blood dripped down his breastplate. Even from the back of the room, she could smell something sour in his armor. Some sort of acidic tang that calmed the magic flowing through her veins in a way she did not like. This would be an interesting night indeed. The knight, broadsword in hand, ascended the stone steps to the old woman's makeshift rock throne. She smiled, waiting for him to haul the blade up and bring it screaming down towards her head. He'd be in for quite the surprise once he did. Instead, he sheathed the sword and sat on the ground. Wordlessly, he stared into the old woman's eyes, patiently holding her gaze. He did not break their connection, even to flick his eyes in the direction of the leashed soldier at her side. Was this a ploy to throw her off? Was he trying to wait her out, make her talk first? Eh, most likely. Still, this was boring. <sighs> Do you know who I am? The woman asked. You feed off the memories of the lost and abandoned. Children say you are as old as the cave you inhabit. You are the Lady of Stones, he said with confidence. Ha! That's not what they call me, and you know it. Rock hag. That's what they say. Afraid I'll smite you if you used that name, eh? Trying to butter me up? <coughs> she coughed. No the man replied. I just thought it would be a rude name. It's impolite to insult someone in their home. 
The old seer chuckled until she realized he wasn't joking. <laughs> and yours? She asked. What are you called? Garen Crownguard of Demacia. Here are the rules, Garen Crownguard of Demacia, she said. You have come for your lost soldier, correct? The man nodded. Do you intend to kill me? The woman asked. I cannot lie. I think that likely either you or I will die. Yes, he replied. The woman chuckled. Eager to spill my blood, are you? Maybe you'd even succeed with that armor. She coiled the rope, squeezing the soldier's neck tighter around her ancient hand. Still, if you raise your sword against me before our dealings are through... I will pull this so quickly, you'll hear the snap of his neck echo in your mind for the rest of your days. She yanked the leash taut for emphasis. Garen's gaze remained unflinchingly focused on her eyes. So, the rules, if you can give me a single memory, I find more delicious than the accumulated memories of this one's mind, she said, flicking the prisoner's helmet. I will take it from you and give you him. She watched Garen's eyes closely now for any hint of doubt. If you cannot, well... She tightened her grip on the soldier's leash. Should either of us attempt to renege on our deal... The other is entitled to take repayment however they wish, with no resistance. Do you agree? I do, he said. Then let me hear your opening, Arthur. What is this soldier's life to you? Apologies for my rudeness. I'd refer to him by name. But I've forgotten it already, she said. I do not know his name either. He joined my battalion only recently, Garen replied. She frowned at the young man. He 
clearly <laughs> did not know what he was getting into. I offer a memory, he said, from childhood. My sister and I astride my uncle's back as he barked like a Noxian drakehound. We laughed for many hours. It is a good memory, unsullied by what would later happen to him at the hands of one like you. The old woman scratched at the gelatinous film of her eye. You do me disrespect, she said. You think to trade a joyous memory, as if that is all I savor. She cupped the soldier's head in her hand and relished the wisps of memories flowing into her mind from his. I want... Everything, the pain, the confusion, the anger, keeps me looking young. <laughs> she laughed, dragging a twisted finger across her wrinkled cheek. I offer my grief then, at my uncle's death, Garen said. Not enough, not good enough. You bore me, said the Lady of the Stones and pulled tighter on the leash. Garen sprang to his feet and unsheathed his sword. The hag's heart leapt at the thought of killing the impatient young knight. But instead of attacking, he dropped to one knee, lowering his head before her, and gently placed the tip of the blade on her lap, pointed towards her midsection. Search my mind, he said. Take whatever memory you wish. I am young, but I have seen much, and experienced a life of privilege that you might find pleasurable. Should you try to take more than one memory, of course, I will push this sword through you. But any single memory is yours for the keeping. The woman could not help but cackle. The arrogance of this boy... He had the nerve to think one of his memories would outweigh the lifetime she could absorb from his colleague. His courage, or ignorance, was unquestionable. One had to respect it. Smacking her lips, she leaned over and placed her palms upon his head. She closed her eyes and peeled back the layers of his mind. She saw triumph at the Battle of White Rock. She tasted the lyre buck roast at his lieutenant's wedding feast. She felt a lonely tear fall as he held a dying comrade on the fields of Brashmore. And then she saw his sister. She felt his intense love for her, mixed with some, some, something else. Fear? Disgust? Discomfort? She pushed deeper into his mind, past his conscious memories. Her fingers probed his thoughts, pushing aside anything unrelated to the golden-haired girl with the big smile. His armor made the search far more difficult than it would have been otherwise, but the old woman persisted still, until... Ah, childhood. The two of them playing with toy figurines. His soldiers charge her mages, ready to slaughter them. She tells him it isn't fair. They have magic. It should be an even fight. He laughs and knocks her clay mages over, batting them aside with his metal crusaders. 
Upset, the girl shouts, and suddenly there's light shooting from her fingertips. And he's blinded and confused and frightened. She's taken away by their mother. But before their mother leaves the room, she kneels and tells the boy that he he didn't see what he thought he saw. It wasn't real. Just a game. The boy, his mouth agape, nods. Just, just a game. His, his sister's not a mage. She couldn't be. He pushes the memory as deep as it can go. Stretching her fingers, the old woman finds more and more memories like this, spread amongst the knight's childhood, each ending in a blinding splay of light, buried deep, cacophonous mixtures of love, fear, denial, anger, betrayal, and protectiveness. The knight had not been wrong. These were good memories, far juicier than those provided by the broken man. She smiled. <laughs> the knight had been clever, putting his sword to her stomach, but he wasn't clever enough. Once she took a memory, he would forget he'd ever possessed it. She could take whatever she wanted. Branching her fingers, she sifted through his memory, searching for anything involving the girl of light. She snatched up every single one she found before pulling out of his mind. <sighs> yes, she said, opening her eyes. This will do. She pointed at the cave's exit. Your bargain is accepted. A single memory for a single life. Take the boy and leave at once. Garin stood and moved to the leashed soldier. He bent down, helped the soldier up, and began to walk backward out of the cave, never once looking away from her. Quaint. <laughs> he was worried she might break the deal. Poor thing didn't realize she already had. The night stopped. He dropped his companion to the ground and charged, his eyes still locked on hers. The old woman thrilled at this impetuous attempt. He was too big, too lumbering, too slow to ready his cumbersome sword before she would descend upon him. Her fingertips crackled with dark energy, thirsting to drink and more of his mind, but she couldn't take her eyes off his. In them, she saw the years of luscious memories she would feast upon. There was nothing left to... She felt something cold inside her. Something metal. The sour tang of the knight's armor, stronger than ever now, tickled the back of her throat. The hag looked down to see Garen's sword jutting from her breast. Stains of red and black seeped from the wound, dripping into the knight's... dripping onto the knight's gauntlets as he stared steadfast into her fading eyes. He was faster than she'd thought. Why? she tried to say, only to cough up a mouthful of black bile. You lied, he answered. The hag smiled, acidic tar bubbling between her teeth. <coughs> How did you know? 
I felt lighter. Unburdened, Garen replied. He blinked. It didn't feel right. Give them back. She thought for a moment as her blood mixed into the mud of the cold cave floor. The hag's fingers went numb as she placed them on Garen's skull, forcing the memories back into his mind. He gritted his teeth with pain as when he opened up his eyes, she could tell from their weariness that he'd gotten everything he wanted. The poor fool. <sighs> Why even bother with the trade? The old woman asked. You are stronger than I thought. Much stronger. <coughs> we should know. You could have sliced me to ribbons before I'd lifted a finger. Why bother me? Why bother letting me into your mind at all? To draw first blood in a stranger's home without giving them a chance would be... impolite. <laughs> Is that a Damasian rule? <coughs> a personal one, Garen said, and pulled the sword out of the hag's chest. Blood gushed from the open wound, and she slumped over, dead. He didn't spare her another look as he picked the soldier up and began their long march back to Demacia. And without rules, he thought to himself, where would the world be? That one was really fun to record. Ain't gonna lie. Well, that wraps everything up for Garen, and I'm thrilled for all of you listening in. Thanks again. Hit me up on Instagram or Twitter, at Ravenhood. It's in the description, and let me know what you guys think uh, and where we're going from here. I know next week we're going to do Nunu and Willup, which will be exciting and fun. Uh, so yeah, thanks again for listening. Appreciate you all and we'll catch you down the road.